The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. Hello friends, you may have noticed that I have somebody here who's been on Verbal Tap numerous amounts of times. He's one of our favorites and uh, we thought that he has an announcement he would like to make and uh, I think it's important that we bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the master of all Alabama's 10th planet jujittery, our good friend, Senor Brandon McCatherine. How are you doing, sir? Good. I feel uh, really good. I've never heard anybody say jujittery before. Uh, it's actually something that <laughs> one of our friends at the jujitsu club says, and uh, he he comes in. He, he's got one of the best attitudes I've ever seen. Uh, but he comes in. He just goes, "Man, we gonna get our jujittery on." And I go, <laughs> "You know, the worst part is I'm like, I can't tell him no. I want to be like, you're you're 100 yeah, right. I want to. I want to. You know." obtain more jujittery yep and so it's caught on so all of us senior members are sitting there going like you know he's not wrong like a jujittery should have been a word i don't know why we really <laughs> haven't gotten around that so how, how much are you around the the la jiu-jitsu club still huh, there all the time? i try to get there as much as i can the hard part is uh my new uh big person job uh keeps me from getting there every single day because i would go every day so right now i'm at about like once or twice a week yeah, but you're training with um, with your normal coach all the time too, right? Yes. So I'm over at VMAC. John, uh, what's it, tell me his name again. John Evan? Well, John just got back into town. Uh, he was in uh, like Japan for a little while. So he and I have been uh, getting together and training again, which is great. Uh, be, uh, John's in that place of like uh, being like a little rusty. And I just exploit every part of it. And I was just like, oh, good. <laughs> you don't remember I did this. You idiot. So uh, it's actually been a huge uh, blessing. No, dude, honestly, having John back to, to train has been huge. Uh, we're getting him ready for Nogi Worlds. So nice. it's been rounds on rounds on rounds. Um, but yeah, dude, that, that's what's happening with me. My question is, where are you right now? Where, where are you and why are you in a car? <laughs> well, my wife is driving, so... Oh. She is over there. She's Hi. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Allow me to say hello. Your wife is like the best part of your like you. Everybody knows like your family's adorable, <laughs> but like your wife is the one that gets the shit done. It's true. That no, that's literally true. We have um so we own the business together, the jujitsu school, right? And uh she works there full time. We have our roles are I'm the visionary, 
and she's the executioner. Jesus. <laughs> she chose to take on the name executioner for herself. Because <laughs> there's nothing better than you sitting there going like, ah, visionary is just a different word for today I'm visualizing Lunchables. <laughs> and Lindsay's the one sitting there going, all right. I guess I'll make a call or two. <laughs> Just get it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's going on. Uh, they basically, her and the other employees have pretty much kicked me out of working at the gym. They're like, you just go in there, talk your jujittery, and then get out. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're going to take jujittery uh, back over to the south because this guy who's at our gym will have no idea what a giant influence he is having on the lexicon <laughs> of uh, all things jiu-jitsu. Brandon, okay, so you're driving, you're obviously, you, you, so here's the, you own two gyms out in Alabama, correct? Um, so I own one gym outright, okay. and then two of my students um, own gyms as well. Okay. And so um, they're about an hour apart, and I teach at those places during the week as well. Okay. So, so but I don't own those gyms, no. No, but you're traveling between multiple gyms on a given day. Or right now, I have four places that I teach every week. Are so. you addicted to teaching? Like, there was one point where Dr. Drew was saying he's addicted to hosting shows, and that's something I understand and relate to. But are you yeah. addicted to, like, teaching at places that are almost um, – a little inconvenient for the wear, one might say. Uh, no, I, I'm addicted to being on the mat, though, yeah. and I'm addicted to having new. I need. I want a lot of training partners. Mm. You know what I mean. And so I want different looks, different looks, different looks. And so uh, on Tuesday and Thursday mornings, um, down in Birmingham, Alabama, my friend Chris Connolly, he owns the SBG down here. He's a SBG black belt, and um, he's had me coming down and helping basically run the jujitsu portion of the camp for my friend Eric Anders. He's mm. fighting on December the 8th. He's fighting. I never say his name right. You'll have it right. I say Elias Theodoro. Oh, I just call him like the model. Like, yeah, he's gorgeous, right? He's got the really... Have you... Wait, oh no, this is a terrible matchup. He's got like that dreamy, wavy hair, and you need to wear a wig to have that. Are you doing yeah. that? Am I wearing a wig? Yeah, you 100% have to prepare him for all scenarios. And with the dreamy hair, he might mm -hmm. get his eyes trapped in there. So you need to wear like a wig so that you can like have those like well, hair flips that he won't get thrown off in the fight with. The way we've been simulating it is I have him stare deeply into my eyes before every round. Mm. And that kind of mesmerizes him and draws him in. Okay. And that's the way we've been having to do it because I'm fresh out of here. No, hair. I understand that, but they do have these contraptions called weaves. Uh, you could yeah, put Yeah, but you got to have, you got to attach that to something. Oh, I have no room. You just, you glue it <laughs> on. So when you glue it I, on, you I take one for the team. glue on my head? Yes, you could. You could get the human glue. Or the horse glue. I'm not really sure which one they use. What about the glue they use to stick the paper to the waffle cone? <laughs> you, AKA sugar water. I was, about to say, <laughs> I was like, you are getting so oddly specific at this point <laughs> when you're like, I know just the thing, Raph. <laughs> but yeah, we've been helping him get ready and 
so he's fighting on December 8th. Today was his last practice before uh, before he heads to Canada for that one. And then um, Walt Harris is one of the other guys. He's fighting. Listen to this. He's fighting Arlovsky on the big end of the year card in Vegas. So we're going out for that. I'm not going to Canada with Eric, but we're going out to to Vegas with uh, with Walt. That's incredible, dude. So what is it like when they call you? What is that conversation like when they say, hey, Brandon, can you help me get ready? It's, it's all of it's weird for me. Like, the fact that Walt is even fighting Arlovsky, like, before I even started training martial arts, I was watching Arlovsky. I loved Arlovsky with the fangs on the mouthpiece as a dude who's not even a white belt yet. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, fangs on the mouthpiece. <laughs> Harry Russians, you know, it was uh, Belarusians. Excuse me, any Belarusian? Is that correct? Yes. yes. Or good enough for the show is what I like to say. <laughs> I don't know that I always say correct. I Listen, just go. I'm from oh, Alabama. Enough. I think I think that I'm supposed to think everybody that's not white is all the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I'm supposed to think so. That I even got close. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Because here's the thing I've been trying to uh, get to people. We had one of my friends on recently, and I asked him, I said, you know, what does that process look like? Do they have to fill out a form? Do they bring you a gift when they ask you uh, (laughs) to be part of their corner? And uh, he was like, no. And I go, they should. You know, you should really There should be a form. (laughs) Yeah, they should bring you a tiding that just goes, I heard your bed was um, not fully what the way you liked it. I brought you some sheets. Will you coach me, please? And you go... You know, I will now. Thank you. I would, I would actually, really be thankful for that. That would be very thoughtful. I would appreciate that as much as anything. But yes. I also, I also feel like <laughs> food is a good um, source as well. It's just like Brandon. I heard this form of chicken is your favorite chicken. I have brought it for you, <laughs> and it's just like, and you, then you just sit there and you go, I don't know. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Turn my nose up at your chicken. What is this, lemon pepper? <laughs> <laughs> because in my brain, though, Brandon, um, like there's been a beautiful transition. Like obviously, you have tons of students, and you do so well in a, a multitude of things. But like seeing you emerge more and more as a coach to fighters has been a really, really cool thing. And fighters outside of your normal wheelhouse, you know? Yeah, I don't I actually don't even I don't have fighters in my gym. I have one fighter in my gym. But we took every I'm just I wanna be like the jujitsu whisperer. Like I just come in and sprinkle jujitsu. I don't you know what I mean? I don't wanna be the head coach. Just, I don't I don't think I'm man enough for the job. Half guard. <laughs> then you just leave. But, but but I I love being I love coming in and just like dropping mm-hmm. jujitsu pixie dust on the situation. I do love that. So I think I'm like if if it was football, I'm like the offensive line coach, mm-hmm. not the head coach. I'm not right. even the offensive coordinator. I'm the I'm the line coach. I just specialize in the D backs or whatever. You know? Well, I'm gonna see if I can work on getting you a headset. Just so that you could pretend to be talking with somebody, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, totally. No, no, no. I, we need to get a foot sweep that. in the first. I want that. Yeah, I don't want a card that I'm like checking all the time. <laughs> but you know, it's nice because uh, you follow a nice trajectory of our good friend Casey as well. Like Casey, the man is. You see him continuously. 
on all, like all of these cards and the thing that I always laugh at the most is when I see Casey pull out his phone to do the selfie at the end because you can tell he's so seasoned when the fighter's ready to get out <laughs> and he's just like no 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 I've got it and I just look over and I go that's a real coach I want to be that coach but I want to do the actual coaching I want to be he's like the selfie coach he's professional dude like Casey is the best at that job of anyone that I know um he, he's really good. Well, Chris Conley is really good too, but Chris has got two guys right now. Hmm. Casey's got a thousand guys. Right. Like I think he has the entire UFC roster, if I'm not mistaken. I just it feels like that sometimes. I continuously, like, we have fights out in LA where sometimes it's 10p on 10p crime. And I keep thinking, like, well, that sucks. But then I start How's realizing. How's Casey going to coach them both? <laughs> right. And that's when I start realizing. i got to go, it's only a matter of time before two people come up to Casey and just go, oh, did I get to you first? I brought you some sheets. And uh, also this chicken. Is this the right chicken? Brandon told me it was. I knew lemon chicken was the wrong way to go. Never trust Brandon. <laughs> but to me, and watching how you've been able to continue in your jiu-jitsu journey, you know, it has been fun watching you transition more and more to an MMA coach because it seems like you're continually expanding and you're continually doing big things. Your website's doing amazing. And, um, dude, just the, the way website that, is really growing, yeah. the way that you interact with the people who have questions for their jujitsu is um, is very impressive, dude. I, I really like of the people that I see do that sort of a thing. I get really excited when I see you interact with your people because it feels real and genuine. Well, I like jujitsu, man. That's really all I care about. Like, I love my family. I love jujitsu, and I like to pick the guitar. That's like the only three things I care about. And uh, so, if I can do more jujitsu, if I can get on the internet and be addicted to my phone and it's still jujitsu, that's good. I'm going to do that. That's fair. So that's all I do, man. It's not. Uh, it is genuine. So, I, I want to help. Well, you, you have been, and I, I notice, I see all the testimonials on a daily basis from the people in the different groups that you are um, you are heading up and you are helping. So uh, I don't want to waste too much more time because I want to get straight to the, the whole reason why I wanted to chat with you, which is I asked you if you announced this because I know what it is. And yeah. then you were just like, oh, I just might have mentioned it during one of my live chats. No big deal. I didn't blow it up. And I was like, I think this is something significant, especially in my world and your world. Where, it's significant to me. Yeah, but it's an actual but, significant thing because it shows progress. And I yeah. think it shows a change. And so I think the thing that people should know is that our good friend, Brandon McCatherine, will be... I'm doing the commentary for EBI December the 9th, Dude. which is why I can't go to Toronto or uh, why I can't go to Canada with Eric. So I'm doing EBI that weekend. Well, first off, let me just say this, dude. Uh, you and I have both had notes or thoughts or um, suggestions for the EBI commentary for a long time. And... The thing that people need to understand is whenever we give those notes, it's constructive criticism to making the show better. I think it's one of those things where we see that EBI has been the standard bearer for competitive jiu-jitsu on a big yeah. scene. And, sure. you know, the guys who do it, everybody's super nice. But, like, I think it's important for them to change it up 
I'm, I think it's important that they've had you as a resource within the Tenth Planet system, and the fact that they haven't utilized that resource and you've built up all of this commentating time, you know, to me it just hasn't made any sense. But I think it's wonderful that they have extended the opportunity to you to do it over at the next EVI, man. So tell me what yeah. your first thoughts and how did you find out? Uh, Eddie just texted me and asked me if I wanted to do it. Um, it it's just a one-off for right now. So, you know, what Eddie said was, uh, you know, don't get – let's just see how it goes. He's looking to try some different people out. Like what you said, he just wants to get some different voices in there and start, um, you know – pushing their professionalism forward, which is hilarious to me. I, I don't know that I'm the, the right guy for pushing professionalism forward. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not, here's the thing. It's like, you know, when something good happens to one of your boys and you're like, oh, that's awesome. Good for him. And they ask you like, oh man, Brandon's really going to bring that professionalism there. And you just go, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I, I'm not going to curse. I'm only going to talk about jujitsu during the jujitsu you know what i mean like and uh and i think i bring a different kind of eyeball to to commentary to grappling commentary than most people who are involved in it and uh and like i love the guy the guys who've been doing the commentary on ebi those guys are my friends Mm -hmm. so i for sure have zero negative things to say but I'm really excited to get my shot at it too. Well, that's the whole thing is I think every time I've interacted with the guys who do commentary for EBI, it's always been with, Hey, I like you guys, but something could change. And I, you know, I come from a background of working in TV where people don't share constructive criticism. They yell. Yeah. And for me, it's always just been like, nah, dude, I believe in this and I'd love to get a shot at doing it. So every time I've went up to them, I'm like, hey, you know I'm next in line. Like, I'm just literally waiting my time. I look at TJ and I'm just like, hello. Good to see you, sir. If you can't tell a story, I'll be right there. Or if you get sick, don't worry. I got you, dude. You know, I've never done commentary with someone who had that specific role, though. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. Actually, honestly, dude, the last one that I did at Brian Brown's tournament... Mm -hmm. Uh, um, uh, the Olympus Invitational, the Big Thirty Two Man. I did both roles yep. for four hours. That was hard, it, but I, it was only hard because I kept getting thirsty and having to go to the bathroom. Because I could talk about jujitsu, no problem. I didn't shut up for four hours. So, see, to me, it's funny that you mentioned those things because uh, you know the people who who compete regularly they just kind of push through things yeah. uh there was one day where jevons and i were doing commentary and i think it was for like the grand slam or something out here in la and uh he was just like oh i'm hungry this is too long and i was like would you say that in a competition and he just goes no and i go that to me is what this is like i wouldn't just complain about hunger and he's like you haven't eaten for seven hours and i was like and you know Maybe that dude just needs to get on one of them keto diets, the fast bit diets mm, or something. Keto. <laughs> yeah. He needs to go into fun. Well, I think he's also probably one of those uh, hypoglycemic or something, so he'd die. You know? So he's I can only bust Taco his Bell balls. In his life. Yeah, I can only bust his balls so much before he dies. And I'm like, ha, nice one, Evans. You're dying over here. Got- oh, no, <laughs> shit. I think he died. Uh, hey, everybody, we got to take a second. <laughs> um, I just, you know, again, like, I love the guys in her 
personally, like I've met them, I've talked to them all the time. I know who they are. Um, and it's just like one of the things where to me, I just think it's important that if you follow a true broadcasting model, you have teams ready to go and they've switched out people before. So, you know, like that's what I think Eddie's just looking to, let me see how Geo does here. Let's mm -hmm. see how Ben Saunders does in here. Let's see what compel it. You know what I mean? And so I think that's just another one of these. And if, if I do well, then I may get another look. And if I don't, then I may not. (laughs) You know, here's the nice part. If you don't, then your voice will be on an EBI forever and ever. You know, it, it costs too much money for them to, like, do a redub or a director's commentary. <laughs> but I still yeah. think we should explore the idea of a director's commentary with Eddie going, you know, um, right here, this is what I was thinking when I blew the air horn. Uh, I did it. <laughs> Dude, at the last EBI for Combat Jiu-Jitsu, I kid you not, because it's Combat Jiu-Jitsu, he can't necessarily referee those matches. Right. Uh, the Athletic Commission has to do it. So someone gave Eddie the bright idea of holding an air horn. So they handed him the air horn. And uh, I happened to be taking photos strong side near the stage nearest him. And I got an earful of that air horn all night. And I don't want to say that he's, he's biased about certain people winning. But there was a strange correlation between that air horn going on extra longer anytime a 10th planet person won. And I'm sitting there taking photos, and I just hear, burr, 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 and I'm just like, oh, Eddie, I think you took three years off of my hearing. Dude, I was ta- I talked to Eddie yesterday, and we got into all kind of conspiracy stuff on the phone. It was great. I love Eddie so much. <laughs> I mean, I love, you know, I love the edgy as well. I don't know if I could do the conspiracy as well as you do, so... Well, I enjoy watching him get excited. That's what I like. I mean, I think that's <laughs> so, the show. I, I love think... to watch him. I love to watch him get going on that stuff. I think I that's part it. of the appeal of the Edge, which I is know. he gets really excited and he's got something to say. And it might take an hour of your time, but God damn it, you're gonna enjoy some of it. Yes, almost all of it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I've been to places where Eddie's gone on and someone has had to do like the tap on the shoulder. It's like, Eddie, you know, we got to we got to wrap dog. Oh, I've been to many situations like that. <laughs> many, many, <laughs> including his his own classes and seminars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here's what I wanted to ask about this, because, you know, you also have to admit your biases. So one of the things that you say as a commentator yeah. is. Full disclosure, Brandon, you might have at least a dog in the fight, if not a couple, but you definitely have somebody who you've been training a lot and uh, somebody that we recently just had on. So tell us a little bit about that, because I saw that you were actually out here uh, for that weekend as well. Yeah. So Fabiana George, she won. um, She actually lives in Boulder, Colorado, and she trains up there at 10th Planet. Uh, But she comes down and she's been... um, coming down for like weeks at a time to prepare for the qualifiers and uh she spent a month with us we got her ready to go we made some really significant changes and we made them quickly and those were the changes the things that we worked on were the things that won her the qualifier specifically like Mm. some of her sweeping some of her um, patience and her offense were the things that that got her the submission so she won the qualifiers, um, all her matches ended by submission and regulation. And so she's going to be in, in this tournament. 
so I actually won't be running the corner. I'll be, uh, you know, doing the commentary. Are you so. going to be doing that thing that people do on the commentary? It's just like, look at this masterful mount. I wonder where she learned it from. By the way, Brandon uh, McNinja is yes. available for all <laughs> at this I moment. Think, oh, you my can go God. There she must be subscribed to www.brandonmc.ninja, <laughs> which, as you know, is only – five dollars a month five dollars a month oh my god that's a steal sir yeah you know i might squeeze something like that in i don't know (laughs) i mean (laughs) here's the good news uh it couldn't be any worse than keenan doing commentary for spider which every answer he was giving uh keenan did commentary with john evans uh, for the spider event over i believe in korea and uh, they'd be like you know john would be doing kind of my job and going like Oh well, Keenan, what do you what do you think of this uh, grip here when you get on the inside? And then you'd hear Keenan be like, uh, "Well, John, I've got a lot of different ideas on that, but you can find out at KeenanOnline.com." I was like, oh, "Boo! No Commentate your goddamn match, Keenan." Uh, but if you were playing a, a drinking game every time he did that, uh, it's pretty safe to say you would be past the amount that would allow you to drive. <laughs> so there is that. I believe you. But, I've never met Keenan. He's a beast, though. He's one of my favorites to watch. I uh, I've been messing around with um with his Mantis guard for a couple of months. Yeah, how are you finding way. that? I know that's kind of old hat, but it, I never got around to it. Uh, I really like the way he does that, man. It it's helped me a lot actually on my my open guard. When you say that you're trying out something new or you're just playing with stuff. Like, how long are you putting that into your system to try out? Well, so what I'll do if I want to add something new for my – it's for my own game, right? Mm. Then I will just drill it until I have a good feeling for it. Like, I used to have to do, like, drill after drill after drill in my earlier belts. But now, like, you know, you kind of chunk information. Oh, this is like this. This is like this. So – it doesn't take as many dead repetitions before I understand the movement anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing is that I got to put it into my life sparring. And so, you know, intentionally letting go of this so that I can get into the spot to practice the thing that I'm trying to learn. So, you know, once you hit like a, a pretty high level in jujitsu, then the white and blue and sometimes even like your purple belt matches – you're drilling on those guys during the live rolling. Sure. You know what I mean? It's not to me. I'm not trying to find out. Can I beat this white belt? Right. Uh, yeah, I can beat him. I'm using it as life. And he's rolling hard. I'm not telling him, you right. know, right. that right. I mean, I'm drilling on him, but I'm drilling on him. I was just curious on how long it usually takes for someone. You know, you it mentioned depends, your man. power level. Uh, depends on the, on how related it is to something that I already do. Mm-hmm. So like something like the mantis guard, because I don't play my guard like that. Mm. So I'm looking to add new, not new nuances, but new dimensions, you know? And so that takes longer. But if it was, say, something like, um, oh, you're going to show me a new way that you do something from your lockdown, I'm going to be able to install that very quickly because I'm a very proficient lockdown player. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what it is, how closely related it is to what I already do. And how many times would you say per year do you get inspired like that? Like, cause do you like look at something like Keenan's doing? And you go, oh shit, yeah, I'm gonna do that for a, like yeah, this it's, long. 
it's got to be constant for me. Mm. I have to constantly feel that way. Like, cause like what we were just saying, so like I'm in Decatur, Alabama. I don't, I have one other black belt on the mat with me every night. My wife's a brown belt. She's very good, but I don't train anymore to find out. Can I beat people? You know what I mean? Like I get it. I can beat, I can beat most everybody that I roll. You know, obviously I'm not a world champion or anything, but like the average practitioner, I'm going to already know how that goes. Sure. Right. And so what I do is I'm constantly looking for the thing that makes me excited to train tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know how when you're dealing with, especially with, like, new white belts, hey, Ralph, what should I be working on? What should I be drilling? Whatever makes you excited to come back and train tomorrow, that's what you should be working on. Because there's so much to learn, especially in the front at the beginning. So whatever makes you want to train tomorrow, work on that. That's the way I train myself, too. So that's kind of how I run it. Is this one of those, like, Gary V inspirational video things? Because I feel like you just said it in the way that, like, I'm scrolling up on Facebook and it's a Gary V being like, Hey, you, I don't care what you're up to. You gotta, you gotta find what makes you happy and go out there and you gotta go and do that. If that brings you back tomorrow, then I mean, fuck everybody else. Like, I, I feel like that's what he's, he's doing, essentially. I feel like I definitely... Uh, didn't drop an F-bomb. You didn't. That, I that, felt, probably. listen, I took your your essence and I put it in the Gary V filter because you don't really curse. You can, okay. but you really don't. It's not your thing. Um, but I'm a yeah. real human and I'm I use words. I'm allowed to. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> Plus, I think also once you have kids as well, uh, even if it wasn't part of your, yeah. your normal lexicon, it's not like you go out there and you're like, F-bomb, kids. Come around, Daddy's gonna teach you all the swears. <laughs> all the swears. All of them. What language you want to be in? Uh, okay. I got well, I mean, I feel that that's good um, as a way to tell people, and I feel like you're espousing some of your your Gary V inspirational nonsense on your podcast. Now, tell me what has been going on here because you came up with like this weird 365 thing. So, what what's that all about? Yeah. So initially what I was hoping to do and what I did for, I think I did for 60, the first 60 days was I just did a podcast every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it was June and July I, or it might have been July and August. I did a podcast every morning, every day. Uh, and always jujitsu was the topic. Um, and I was coming in in the morning and I was writing and preparing what I, you know, not long, but I needed a little time to prep. But since I've been coming down to Birmingham, I've really lost my prep time mm. in the mornings because it's a it's a pretty long commute for me to get down there, and then I got a long commute back, and so uh, I've kind of lost my prep time, and so I haven't been able to do them nearly as often, and so now my habit has has is not looking so good. But I'm, I need to get back to it, is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> well, I guess the question I have for you is: as somebody who does you know podcasts numerously like that's my line of work that's your gig yeah like you're the one that made me do one uh, i tried like three different times uh, don't don't put that on me no it's true but you know honestly the podcast is maybe one of the best things i've ever done for my business absolutely online business it's really powerful and i didn't really realize the power of it until you know until i started doing it so i think what podcasts can do for people 
is they can of course expand your reach, but they can give people a sense of who you are and what you do that's different than everybody else if you do it right. Yeah, man, for sure. I think the hardest part for what your line of business is, you know, at the end of the day, you are still an instructor. So that's always going to be what you're doing. Like the amount of teaching and working in that field is a lot, especially if you're doing four different times a day. But I feel like... The nice part about what you did with your – when you were on fire, you were doing a podcast, five-minute podcast like every single day. Yeah, five, it, 20 minutes sometimes. But that's yeah, great. At least dude. five. And it's difficult to, to put out high-quality things every day that you don't get yeah. too repetitive as well. So like the, the yeah. fact about it is is I'm sure that made your writing get quicker and your ability to put out shows become quicker, which may not be a useful thing now. But no, no, it is though. You're, you're absolutely right. Like it's, um, everything that you want to do, you have to build a skill at it. Right. So like social media is a skill. Coaching is a skill. Competing is a skill. Jiu-jitsu is a skill. Podcasting is a skill. And so, yeah, I got to get a lot of extra reps in on, if nothing else, just being in front of people, Yeah. you know, that, that, that's huge, man. So I think a lot of my success as a teacher actually just, comes from the skill I have as a that I acquired as a public speaker before I ever got into martial arts you know and it's what I tell people is you know doing the shows now may seem all fun and games and easy my reps came when I was competing in speech so now it's just this is commonplace to me I don't have to do a pre-interview I don't have to do the things that other shows have to do like I could come into a show cold and make it a fascinating interview just by listening to the person. Whereas yeah. other people may get so caught up in being like, I've got these 10 questions and I have to stick to them. It's like, no, you can pull something out if you're real. Like, people will tell you where the interview should go if you're truly listening to them. But I yeah. feel like for your line of work, all of the stuff that you do to put in for those reps uh, will avail themselves when you do those commentary gigs, when you do your EBIs, because you've already put in that time right there. Do you know where I feel like I have the advantage over a lot of guys as a commentator is um, because I've never been a very good athlete. Uh, so this is kind of upset. I'm about to give you a peek inside my psychosis here. <laughs> but when I first started, I realized pretty quick, like, cause you know, I started because I was overweight, like I was out of shape. And so it it was not easy for me in the beginning. And I figured out the only way that I was going to get ahead of anybody was I could outstudy them. I was like, I may not get out athlete these guys. I may not get outwork them, but I can outstudy them. And so I laid down a minimum two hours a day study habit. So I would study film two hours a day, Monday through Thursday. I did that for almost a decade straight. And so I've got a lot of jujitsu film time in. <laughs> I know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I know how to break down what a guy's doing. Uh, in real time. And I, I think that gives me a, a bit of, I mean, not a bit, a, quite a bit of an advantage when it comes to doing commentary. It's a huge advantage. And it's one of the things, like I said, those reps uh, avail themselves. It's why you feel so comfortable on the microphone. It's why you feel so comfortable when somebody asks you a question. Because I look at, especially on your, your like Facebook groups, where people are asking you questions, I just think, oh, that must take a lot of time just to interact with all of those people. And I'm sure it does, but it does. I think you already have the answer. When someone asks, like, I'm having this problem here, I'm pretty sure you're able to relate and say, I've got you. Just give me, like, five minutes to write out what I need to write out. 
yeah. Uh, it doesn't take me long. I don't have to like sit down. You usually, sure. I don't have to sit down and come up with an answer. And I'm also okay with going. You know what? I don't know, but this guy's really good at that. If I don't know it, I know who to go to to get the answer. Well, that's also why I can tell I can trust you is when you are very forthcoming and not knowing the answer. And I think that's yeah. one of the uh, the fun parts that I get to do as a host or as a commentator is I'll look on an occasion and go. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that move is. I'm not going to try and fake it for you guys, but I will come up with a fun 10th planet fake name and uh, we'll <laughs> work around that. Uh, because I mean, yeah, that's more to my wheelhouse, but oh, let's talk about that for commentary. Yes, sir. I pledge, I pledge as your, as your next EBI commentator, oh, wow. not to be overly 10th planet. I pledge to, if I say crackhead control to explain what crackhead control is. I play, you know what I mean? I love love where you're at. Um, (laughs) I just also fear, like, I don't want to ruin your 10th planet credibility, sir. You know, like, what if if on the boards? What if on the... I'm a a made man. Mm, I don't know, dude. I'm 10th planet to the heart. Everybody knows. It's not that I think they'd question your 10th planet allegiance. I think they would, you know, potentially give you shit of being like, you know, damn well, that's crackhead control. Right? <laughs> you might be right about that. So well, you're, I'll, I'll, I'll call it crackhead control, okay. but I'm gonna, first of all, I'm probably not going to see crackhead control. We don't see that one too much, but <laughs> you know, what's the PC version of crackhead control then? Uh, what did they say? Um, <laughs> I can't remember what he, what he, um, some guy, some guys like when they have kids class and stuff, they change it. But there's a couple of different ones because <laughs> you know, like one of the one of the moves from Spiderweb, the move from uh, Spiderweb's the arm lock position yeah. where you're controlling the leg. So I got the deep hook on the elbow and I got the leg control. My ankles are crossed on the other side. Sure. If I bring the leg that's over your head, if I bring that foot and step on your throat to break the arm lock grip, mm-hmm. we call that the douche bag. Yes. That move is the douche bag. Uh, and then I know Brian Brown in his kids class, he calls it the stinky foot. <laughs> that's a, you know what that would work for me i think that's good yeah it works just as good maybe you could pass this back on over to edgy but you could pass on maybe he needs to write a children's book maybe that's what we've been missing all this time kind of like the samuel l jackson thing similar to the samuel l jackson but just like think about all the names that you would have to change for children or that you do change for the children's and then really really harness that as a thing so that edgy could be like write the dr seuss versions of (laughs) the stinky foot was there kids it was massive he looked into it he did however you know how in like the mastering the rubber guard and the mastering the twister books eddie had these big long intros and they're all about weed and rock and roll and him working (laughs) club and stuff like these long biographies uh he should go back and do those for children. <laughs> 100%. Because I'll tell you this much. I distinctly remember when I started my 10th Planet uh, journey, I bought the book because they're like, you have to have the book. And I was like, all right. And I'm sitting there just reading page after page. And I go, when do I get to a move? I know I can skip ahead at any point. But I'm really trying to read. Like, when I read a book, I read it cover to cover. And I'm Thanks. sitting there and I go, it's page 50. I need to know what the fuck Lockdown is. <laughs> He's still a purple belt. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. 
And so I'm sitting there and I just go, you know, that, that book is sitting nicely on my shelf somewhere and it stares at me on occasion. Uh, and I well, stare you got right through it already, so you can use it as a reference book now. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I still feel like every time I look back at how to write a book, I do have those moments of saying, where did that time come from? Because that took a lot of time for him to write it. So I don't know if he just said it one day and someone like transcribed it, but uh, power to him. But I think the, the children's book is very much in play. So I'm just saying, pass it on to him and I'll just take a small cut on the royalties file. Um, well, dude, here's the thing that's super nice about what I'm, I'm seeing with what's going on. It seems like things are coming up Brandon and Catherine. It's always a good positive attitude. But I also see you're seminaring it everywhere. You and Chewie look like you got some time in together. And it looked yeah, like you really broke fun. him a little bit. Um, I'm not saying in jiu-jitsu, but you broke him about the time continuum. Specifically, time zones. It seems that he has feelings about daylight savings. Listen, dude. Chewie is one of my spirit animals mm -hmm. like i don't know if you're supposed to be able to have multiple spirit animals but i do <laughs> i don't think you can well i can i can have multiple spirit animals <laughs> oh no we already had someone come in saying it's not about the farmers so <laughs> that's you know. it has reached a certain apex but go on he's the best dude but it is so much. So that's the first weekend I've ever spent, first time I've ever spent with him, like, sure. other than like interacting online sometimes. And uh, dude, he is so much fun to get rolling. He's got these little quirks. He's the perfect YouTube star for our jujitsu community. Sure. He's the, he's the one that should be doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's got like a hundred and sixteen thousand subscribers on YouTube. That makes no sense to me. That's yeah. awesome, but. It's perfect because he's really a super ultra genuine person mm -hmm. and he's very outgoing. He likes to talk. He likes to teach. He's awesome at jujitsu. And then he's got just the right amount of quirkiness and he'll rant and rant. And, rant and It's so much fun. You can turn him from having a normal conversation to ranting about daylight savings time like that. It's nothing to turn him into a rant. It's so much fun. But it felt like an evil villain thing for you to do. And you're not typically yeah, yeah, yeah. Villain that well, most people know. know. I know I know you better than most people. You know. But but I feel like that moment when I saw you get out the phone and you just go like, tell me about this, y'all. And I was like, oh, that's so mean. Because you could see him just slowly getting worked up and just being like, it's not about the farmers. It's not about And I was like, wow. Yeah. We, need, we need to chill out and the thing is is like i never see chewy that unglued so that brought a different <laughs> side like if someone's running a political attack ad that's the footage they use that they yes. just go is chewy really the person you want to learn your youtube moves from <laughs> brandon mccatherine's exposed him paid for by the people who watch and subscribe to brandon mcninja <laughs> so I'm just saying. And I mean, you know, I like the idea for the, the challenge that you guys put out there because I got home and I looked at my phone. And when you say do impressions, obviously that's a natural You're like, challenge to me. <laughs> well, I just, here's what it is. I feel like personally challenged whenever somebody says, 
hey, I need an impression of this person. And I got home. I was tired. I saw this on my phone, and I just went like this. <sighs> okay. And really, the longest amount of time I spent doing it was putting on the six shirts to give me the bulk to be him. <laughs> and then I put a sweater over it. So it's just like layer upon layer. And then I was just like, oh, God. And I just felt a different way. I was just like, oh, and Chewie doesn't even act this aggro. But I just, oh, so much power with all this fucking, oh, so much, oh, raw. You know. Who's your, sorry, who's your best impression? Your best one. They're like my Give children. Your, your number one. Any any genre, any celebrity, whatever. Uh, I'll tell you who my favorite one is to do. Uh, no, no, don't even tell. Just do it. Okay, Let me guess who it is. Oh, I hope it's terrible. It's not. Uh, uh, go ahead and interact with this person who you'd like to interact with, who you don't know. Oh, hey, what's going on? How's everything going today? Well, of course, everything is going smashingly. Because <laughs> if you look at the way things are going, it's important to never say never. Um, I loved you when you were on Celebrity Jeopardy. Of course, because your mother's a whore. Uh, here's <laughs> here's a fun story about this. So that version of him. So I had a Sean Connery before Daryl Hammond, who has the best. Daryl Hammond is amazing. Like, I just, He's I love great. him. But he, yeah. like I, share an obsession with making sure that it is the best possible version. So he went out there and he did a version and they said, oh, that's really good, but can you play it up more? And he saw the audience was going crazy for, but your mother's a whore. And he goes, that's just not accurate, though. That's not really the true Sean Connery. And then he just goes, Does it matter? you know what? He goes, but he goes on shows and he goes, I have a much better Sean Connery. And I'm like, I believe you, dude, because... The Sean Connery I had was I was watching The Rock and my dad grew up as a huge James Bond fan. And, you know, my dad has a good sense of humor. But the funny part is when you start to do an impression of your dad's hero and you look over and here's the thing. Get it on. That's, that's the most important part is I was like, okay. And I started doing it to my dad. And my dad at the time, because he's so revered in our family, just goes, that's pretty good, son. Yeah, that's pretty good. And that's the moment I knew. I was like, oh, I've got it down. I nailed it. <laughs> and so I went to go see the movie The Rock with my dad. I took him to go see that. And when I saw the, the, the you know, you see Nick Cage, the acting Olympics of him, starting to go <laughs> into, like, hyper mode. And uh, you see the two of them, and he just comes in. And this this always stayed with me when Sean Connery is just like, that abashed. Losers always complain about doing that abashed. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. And then you hear Nick Cage go, Rachel was the prom queen. <laughs> and Sean Connery goes, Well, but of course. You know, is it like it's just it's so stupid, but it's one of the things that made me laugh. So I, I would say that's my favorite one to do. But I have like now that we have jujitsu, we have like a shared language. So you gotta find the ones that kind of you know, people everybody relates to. So, like, my favorite ones to do are always, like, the GSPs and, uh, yeah, you know, like... I've heard your GSP. I love GSP, but, like, every so often I get... I've heard your BJ Penn. BJ Penn is one of my favorites. Well. Thank you. Um, but, like, right now, you know who I'm obsessed with doing an impression of? Me. Nah, I mean, I'm over that. Uh, but the person who I'm obsessed with doing the impression Me. of right now... It's not you. It's Mike Perry. 
because no, it was no. You like me better than Mike Perry. No, no. I mean, right now, like you're like a, and then Mike Perry's like a. I'm gonna look. Look at this. This is me right here. No, that's not. That's steady progression. You're like crash landing. You're like stock market 2008, dude. No, no. Let me show you something right here. Watch this. Me. No. Still, you know, that's not science. That's not how science works. But uh, here's what Let's happened. Let's hear Mike Perry. <laughs> I don't know. So the, Mike Perry's not even good. But here's why I like doing it. And I haven't done it on the podcast yet. Because I just like yelling, hey. Nope. Sorry. My dog's about to go. Do <laughs> your, your impression got totally derailed. Listen, by... Mike, listen, I want to come over here. Come over here. You know what you did. It's over now. The impression's over. You can't go back to it. Ridiculous. This is Lucy. What kind of dog is that? A pug? She no. She's a little French bulldog. French bulldog. I can never tell the difference. Yeah. I know that makes me stupid. Look at look at her. Look at how pathetic she is. She's just like she's trying to eat stuff she's not supposed to be eating, and she just like she just goes, "What? I'm the most innocent dog in the world. I'm so cute." You bet. I bet. I bet that dog has a better Mike Perry impression than you do. We'll never find out because it was ruined. Oh, what do we say to guests who are rude? We say, you will <laughs> never be coming back, will you? <laughs> this is the first and last time. Lucy, I want you to do me a favor and wave goodbye to this insignificant guest. That's right. He wears a hood because he has no hair because it fell off because he deserved to lose his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know that I've said anything meaner than he deserved to lose that hair and I hope he dies like anyway Brandon I um, used to when I first started losing my hair yeah I didn't uh, I didn't care at all it, I never had a second thought about it. I just shaved it and it was gone you and then I had children mm. and they learned to talk Uh-oh. and then they learned sarcasm and rudeness from their father and now I'm very self-conscious every day I hear about how bald I am. Can we be very blunt though? Like you yourself are a very uh, you like you can pull off the bald head. Not a lot of people can, because a lot of people. Uh, she, my my wife just came out and was like, "Where'd the dog go?" And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, "Mom." <laughs> and so like my no like <laughs> Kelly comes out and just goes, "Where is she?" And I'm like, "She's right here with me." She's she's, she's now she is truly a lap dog. Are you becoming a co-host? Are you a better co-host than Kevin? Yeah, you are. <laughs> hey, You're is this a uh, verbal tap or is this grappling? This is grappling hour. So I you think can, it's the first time I've done this one. It right? is the first time you've done this one. Yeah, you can tell it's right. just grappling hour because it's just me. No, yeah, Kevin. Well, I didn't know because you mentioned verbal tap at the top, and so I didn't know if it was like a oh, uh, just Kevin couldn't be here today or something. No, no, Kevin couldn't be here any day. Uh. No. Kevin, even when Kevin's there, he ain't, oh, he ain't really there. I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, Kevin's my friend. I, I once did this joke, and I said... Uh, Wait, Tom, I don't want to hear this joke. Why? I got to talk about something. All right, go ahead. Something that... You know what I'm going to say about Kevin. Sure. Where's my song? Brandon, you... how, how many years has it been now? At least four Maybe three. Brandon, it's okay. been, I was a brown belt still, right? 
is that's not a real carbon date of time. I hope you know but, to like other but people. I, but I can start to put the date together if you know what I mean. That's cool. You don't have to ask me that. It'll be like, Raph, do y'all remember when I was a brown belt? And it's like that's not my job, Brandon. What I'm trying to say was a long time ago when I was a brown right. Well, yeah, I'm okay. so experienced. Thanks for reminding that, us how long you've been a a black belt. That's Brandon. what I was really trying to do. No, but for it's probably been three years at least. Since can I can I level with you? I first saw your lovely face and Thank heard you. his lying voice. <laughs> can I level with you? You yeah. asked a uh, Kevin Simple, okay? <laughs> so God you bless. asked a simple person to create a song, and that's not easy. And do you think the Chinese democracy was made in one year and given? You know what? Axel Rose stewed on that for over a decade plus, my friend. I feel you. I feel you. That was a good that um, that analogy drove it home for me. But what Chinese democracy was not good. Well, what do you think Kevin's song is going to be like? Well, it's not going to be good. But Guns N' Roses used to be good, and so is Kevin going to make that, that kind of jump? Yeah. From from good to horrible, is Kevin going to go from horrible to something yet unknown? Like, not bad. Yeah, that's kind of what we, we aim for on the show. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Listen, dude, I can't put uh, words in his mouth. I'll just tell you this much. Kevin is a very sweet human being. Who, I love him. Who, you know, just when you put that challenge out there, he took it seriously and he was trying to write a song. But the problem was, I remembered asking him, I was like, I, I think one time you and I were in the same place together, and I just go, how's that song going? And he's just like, oh, Raph. And I'm like, what? He goes, it's because Brandon can actually sing and write songs. That's, yes. I have to try. I want to be embarrassed. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I know. That's the problem of doing a bet. But the problem of that is, is that Kevin still goes, it's going to live on the internet forever and ever. And I <laughs> no, said, yeah, probably. I mean, here's the good news. You still didn't let that stop you from writing a song for one of our anniversary shows, which was very sweet of you. And I feel like we still, like, if we ever do a, a, a Verbal Tap highlight clip, it might be to that song. <laughs> what was it? I, I did, I've done a couple of different ones, right? Well, you, you have. I'll just call and make them up on the voicemail. But I one time was... I actually sat down and wrote one on the guitar. It was like 30 seconds long or I something. I think it was Verbal Tap Sucks. And uh, <laughs> yes. Kevin sucks. Verbal tap sucked. And you know what's nice is it gives a nice um, shout out to like our haters, to those people who are like, <laughs> thank you for saying that, Brandon, because I've watched these interviews and I think they suck. And I'm always like, oh, good. If that's your demo, you want to hang out with the 15 year old who thinks that we don't know anything <laughs> about MMA. You're in good company, my friend. The person who doesn't know the difference between there and there. No, they're so smart. <laughs> that ain't me, though. That ain't me. That is not you. No, I, I wouldn't that, say that about you. Uh, so, that would be hurtful. Again, what I would like to say, though, is Kevin loves you. You know that you're a welcome presence on our show. We will have you back. And maybe, maybe we will have, a, you know, a song for you soon. I, I can't promise you anything. Why don't you write the song for Kevin? No, that's against the rules. But you can say that he wrote it. I won't know. There's a lot of stuff I do on the show that I say that Kevin does. <laughs> as is. So, 
Uh, people sometimes mistake our voices. Kevin, I wouldn't take that if I were you. I'll, I wouldn't take that. What, what is he going to do? Run away from an abusive it. relationship? That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know the things he says to me. You don't know how he treats me behind the scenes. That's right. I had to start my own show with my own little new co-host, who's a little adorable puppy. Um, the, the dog... uh, I think you should change the dog's name to Kevin. No. <laughs> Just... Well, first of all, she's a female dog, so I'm not. Don't, it doesn't would... matter. Just don't tell anybody that it's not the real Kevin. Just, Just look at her. Look at her this. looking at you and judging you for being like. It's her favorite look. Is like I'll Dude. sometimes uh, Lion King her and put her up, and she does like she makes like the Google. Oh, you give her the Rafiki. One hundred percent. We yeah. always we like, especially when she's like been bad. <laughs> she gets the dramatic chipmunk effect. Uh, that's what Bobby's been calling me is Rafiki. <laughs> no, and that makes sense. I mean, here's the thing. So I interviewed her about a couple weeks ago, and she had nothing but uh, love and praise to sing your way. And when I said, and I don't know that I fully expressed this, but when I saw her mount, I know I was saying it as a joke, but I did see a lot of what you like to do in her game. And yeah. it's very funny because she told me she had been working with you. And I was like, could have fooled me because <laughs> some of those things look very familiar. And she just goes, she goes, yeah, she goes, I just tried to pick his brain and pick his brain. So I thought it was so cool that she was making those trips and, and making those weekly excursions to kind of go see you to get ready for this. It's it's really cool to me. Like it's. um it means a lot to me that somebody has that kind of confidence in me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It means a lot to me. So I don't take it for granted, man. No. And, and I, I feel like she's going to have a, a pretty solid EBI. So I'm sure that'll be fun to commentate on. Yeah, man. And you know, of course I'm studying footage for her, but I'm studying footage for the, you know, the commentary gig as well. So yeah, as I watch these things, I think Fabi has a good chance to, to win the tournament. To be I honest think so. with you. I think she's going to do pretty well. You want to go down now? You done? Yeah. You done being a terror? All right. Well, Brandon, I could keep you on here all day. I know you've got stuff to do. So here's what I'm going to say. I am going to say the following. This is this is like my my humble little uh, you know advice to you. All right, Brandon. Okay. So Brandon, I know you so well, and it's so important to give you like that motivational speech that gets you in the right mindset. Like, uh -huh. This is me pulling you aside before you're about to compete and saying, like, Brandon, you're going to tear this shit up. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying this. Brandon, when you get out there and you get on that microphone and you're ready to talk, do not fuck up. Period. Uh, I'm ready for the motivational part. Yeah, no, that is the motivational part. That was me uh, telling you all of the wisdom that you need to know. You know <laughs> why, Brandon? Just, you opened up your whole Pandora's box for me, and that's what came out. <laughs> 100%. It's like it availed itself really quickly, and you're like, what, what was that? And here's the key, and I can't do this in person, but I'm going to see if I can make it happen. Brandon, the real reason I say don't fuck up is because the real key is in – hold on. Here. And I'm pointing to your heart. So I'm saying, it's inside. It's been inside you this whole time. Oh, I'm going to do another Lion King. No, no. Look hard. <laughs> Lips 
feed you. Exactly. Well, I don't want to get sued by them, and especially now that they're putting out the second one, which is a, a more different live-action version of it, if you would. Uh, which there's nothing funnier than watching our jiu-jitsu community explain and get mad about things in entertainment. Uh, our good mutual friend, I believe, Nasty Nate Harris, is just like, it's not really another animated, is it? Because it's animated. Dude, Nate, he will get tore up over some stuffs. I've never seen anybody get more upset about grammar on Facebook than Nate Harris. Sure. I The one that always uh, rouses me up is him putting taxation as theft. On everybody's receipts. Because <laughs> I go, so many little rants. Well, I just go, like, listen, dude, I don't mind if you believe that, but these poor people working at these jobs have to sit there and go, did they write, oh, they got another <laughs> one of these, huh? So I always uh, give a, a big sense of, of hilariousness to one Nate Harris whenever I see those things. Um, all right. Let's let's plug all your stuff, sir. What, what do you have? Where can people find you? Where can they give you the monies? Uh, BrandonMC.Ninja okay. Just that on everything On Facebook, BrandonMC.Ninja Instagram, BrandonMC.Ninja My website www.BrandonMC.Ninja Just get on to If you're on iTunes, the podcast is called BMAX Audio Adventure Awesome and so, Go ahead I would love to uh, tell you that uh, You should record uh, One of your McNinjas or your podcast, BMAX Audio Adventure, uh, after you uh, commentate. I think you should put something out immediately after oh, you do that. Because I think the inclination is always to go on Facebook Live or on a Instagram Live, which is good, and that's very helpful. But I feel those don't live as long as an actual audio podcast. And mm -hmm. I feel like re recording your exact thoughts will preserve what you felt at that time. Um, I, I really feel like that's something that you're going to want to keep in because I think it would be a mistake. And I'm saying this before seeing you do anything, so don't prove me wrong. But I think that not utilizing you as part of the 10th Planet crew that they can rotate in and out um, has been a choice that I don't think is fully smart. I think that you're within the wheelhouse. You know how to explain it to the layman. You know how to speak to the people who are within that system and i think that you will make it entertaining you're not somebody who will reject a joke you'll play with it and i think yeah. that you're somebody who sincerely wants to tell what i call the different sides of narrative it sounds like you want to tell whereas i might want to tell the story of the narrative like what makes it important to them you want to tell the grappling narrative which is the story of the moves that are being presented and I yes. think that that's, that's a skill that's very difficult uh, for people to do, and I don't think that everybody takes it seriously. So I think that you getting your shot to do this is long overdue, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Having said that, I might also be doing a live commentary uh, track that's an audio uh, fight companion, so I'm probably not listening to it. So <laughs> at least during three times of the show, I'm going to be like, you could listen to Brandon and Catherine, but why would but you do don't. that? But, but stay no. with us, guys. <laughs> We've got five different guests coming in to tell you why Brandon sucks. Yeah, you can totally do that. You can find them. <laughs> oh, I will. And I'm I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is I'm going to play a little bit of this to Chewy, and I'm going to be like, did you hear what he said? He twisted you. 
He twisted you like you were a knob on his washer and dryer, and it just said rinse, and it said whites, <laughs> but we're not getting into why it said whites because I feel – is it a racist washer? I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to say you couldn't be – anyway, long story short, uh, he said bad things about you on my show. <laughs> <laughs> But, dude, I'm very excited for that. So, everybody, yes. please, please go check out Brandon's stuff. Um, some of the best commentary, some of the best uh, techniques. And if you guys are ever short on techniques, it's not like Brandon doesn't give you good techniques on his Instagram. Like, you can get Literally some of those, like, yeah. for free 99 and then transition to the site to get more uh, in-depth versions of what it is he's teaching. You could see parts of uh, his everyday classes on there, I believe. And, oh, yeah, uh, all of them. And one of the things that I think is really unique is if you post a question, if Brandon himself hasn't answered it, you'll find that the community is so helpful that they themselves uh, provide links to moves or things that help you uh, get better. So the whole community that he fosters there is, is super, super helpful. Yeah, and if you want to get into that Facebook group, it's a closed group, but you can search for it. It's just called BrandonMC.Ninja. That's the group where he's talking about where I usually will answer the questions and stuff. And I do it on Instagram, too. I'm not that active with my public Facebook anymore. It's just not yielding a lot of results, honestly. Um, Instagram, though, I'm killing Instagram and uh, and that Facebook group, especially. And so I believe you just, didn't you just hit 50K on Instagram? Um, yeah. Chris just told, pointed out this morning I just passed 55, actually. So Slowly but surely. I love Can all of the bots who love you, and I think that's amazing. All of the bots. I love there are all of bots. the Russian bots that brought you to that 55K. It's, <laughs> it's 10 of your friends. It's probably all SCAF accounts, if I'm really thinking <laughs> about think it. SCAF follows me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brandon. Well, I'm going to let you get on out of here. I'm going to say this to everybody here. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in this week. Uh, in case you are missing any of the Grappling Hour sort of materials you can go check us out at grapplinghour.com you can check us out at grappling hour on youtube instagram facebook probably not snapchat because i just don't see a point in doing this for you know like what do you i don't know what do you want on there a filter do you want me to put bunny ears on while i grapple i think you know what they want to say on your snapchat what's that you know i don't i don't i'm not sure that i do that's know what, that's what the people want to see you got to give it to them but, but what do they want, Brandon? Hey, I gotta go. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this has been fun. Hey, everybody. Say goodbye to Brandon and Catherine. We will see you uh, <laughs> next week. And uh, it's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you on the mats. Peace.